0: I feel caught. The frustration of boredom only increases when I think that anything I might do is a meaningless frenzy. What exactly is boredom? Boredom is one of the most important things in human life. Only man is capable of freedom, uh, capable of boredom. No other animal is capable of being bored. Boredom exists only when the mind starts coming closer and closer to enlightenment. Boredom is just the polar opposite of enlightenment. Animals cannot become enlightened. Hence, they cannot become bored either. Boredom simply shows that you are becoming aware of the futility of life, its constant repetitive wheel. You have done all those things before, nothing happens. You have been into all those trips before, nothing comes out of it. Boredom is the first indication that a great understanding is arising in you about the futility, meaninglessness of life and its ways. Now you can respond to boredom in two ways. One way is what people ordinarily do. Escape from it. Avoid it. Don't look at it eye to eye. Don't encounter it. Keep it at your back and run away. Run into things which can occupy you. Which can become obsessions. Which take you so far away from the realities of life that you never see boredom arising again. That's why people have invented alcohol, drugs. They are always to, they are ways to escape from boredom but you cannot really escape you can only avoid what a while again and again the boredom will coming and again and again it will be more and more loud you can escape you can escape in sex in eating too much in music In a thousand and one kinds of things, you can escape. But again and again, the boredom will arise. It is not something that can be avoided. It is part of human growth. It has to be faced. It has to be faced. The other response is to face it. To meditate on it, to be with it, to be it. That's what Buddha was doing under the Bodhi tree. That's what all them people have been doing down the ages. What exactly is meditation? What exactly is meditation? Facing boredom is meditation. What is a meditation? what does a meditator go on doing sitting silently looking at looking at his own navel or watching his breathing He is being entertained he's being entertained by these things do you think he's utterly bored that's what the zen master moves with the stick in his hand. Because those border people are bound to fall asleep. There is no other escape. So, only one escape is left. At least they can fall asleep. They cannot escape. They have themselves, of their own accord, become part of the Zen training and the discipline. And the discipline. They cannot escape. But one escape is always available. You can fall asleep, then you forget all about it. That's why in meditation, one feels sleepy. The whole effort in meditation is this. Be bored, but don't escape from it. And keep alert, because if you fall asleep, You have escaped. Keep alert. Watch it. Witness it. If it is there, then it is there. It has to be looked into to be very core of it. If you go on looking into boredom without escaping, the explosion comes. One day, suddenly looking deep into boredom, you separate your own nothingness. You penetrate your own nothingness. Boredom is just the cover, the container in which is contained your inner nothingness. If you escape from boredom, you are escaping from your own nothingness. If you don't escape from boredom, if you start living with it, If you start to escape accepting it, welcoming it, that's what meditation is all about. Welcoming boredom, going into it on one's own, not waiting for it to come but searching for it. Sitting for hours in a yoga posture, just watching one's breathing, one gets utterly bored. And the whole training of meditation is such that it helps boredom. In a Zen monastery, you have to get up early day, at the same time in the morning, every day, year in, year out. It doesn't matter whether it is summer or winter. You have to get up early, 3 o'clock. You have to take a bath. You have to drink the same tea. You have to sit. The same gesture followed again and again, and the whole day is also a very fixed routine. You will eat your breakfast at a certain time, then you will meditate again, then you will have full food, you, you will have your food at a certain time, and the same food. Everything helps, boredom, And the same clothes the same monastery and the same master every day with his stick walking around every day in the evening you have to go for a session with the master and the question and the questions that are given are such boring questions to meditate on what is the sound of one hand clapping Just think of it. It will drive you mad. What is the sound of one hand clapping? There is no answer to it. You know it. Everybody knows there is no answer to it. And Master goes on insisting. Go on repeating. Go on meditating on it. It is all well managed. The boredom has to be created. Immense immensely tremendously the boredom has to be allowed as totally total totally as possible has to be helped supported from every side the same every th- the same evening the same work the same chanting of the mantra the same time you have to go to sleep again and this goes on this wheel. Within a few days, you are utterly bored and you cannot escape. There is no way to escape. You can't go to the movies. You can't watch TV. You can't have anything that will help you to avoid it. You are thrown into it again and again. Great courage is needed to face it. It is almost like death. In fact, far harder than death. Because death comes when you go unconscious and you are stirring up all thoughts of boredom. You are stirring up all sorts of boredom. What happens? This is the secret of all meditations. If you go on watching, 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 boredom becomes bigger and bigger, more and more intense and then the peak, nothing can go on forever. There is a point where the whale turns. If you can go to the very extreme, to the very peak, then the change, transformation, enlightenment, satori, or whatever you wanna call it, happens. Then one day, suddenly the boil becomes too much. You are suffocated. You are suffocated. You are almost being killed by it. You are surrounded by an ocean of boredom. You are overwhelmed by it, and there seems to be no way to escape. The very intensity and totality, the very intensity and totality of it, and the wheel turns Suddenly boredom disappears, and there is Satori. Somali, you have entered your nothingness. Now, there will be no boredom anymore. You have seen the very nothingness of life. You have disappeared. Who can be bored with what? You existed no more. You exist no more. You are annihilated. You are annihilated. He asked, what exactly is boredom, a great spiritual phenomenon? That's why buffaloes are not bored. They look perfectly happy and joyous. Only man is bored, and in man, also only the people who are very talented and intelligent are bored. The stupid people are not bored. They are perfectly happy doing their jobs, earning money, creating a bigger bank, balance, raising their children, reproducing, eating, sitting in the movie theater, going to the restaurant, participating in this and that. They are enjoying. They are not bored. They are the lower types. They really belong to the world of buffaloes. They are not yet human. A man becomes human when he starts feeling bored. You can say the most intelligent child will be the most bored child because nothing can keep him interested for long. Snow or later, he scrambles upon the fact. Snow or later he stumbles upon the fact and asks now what what next this is finished i've been this toy i've seen this toy i've looked into it i have opened it i have analyzed it now i'm finished what is next by the time he becomes a youth he's already bored Buddha was utterly bored. He left his kingdom when he was only twenty-nine, at the peak of his youth. He was utterly bored with women, with wine, with wealth, with kingdom, with everything. He had seen all. He had seen through and through. He was bored. He renounced the world. Not because the world is wrong. Remember? Traditionally, it is said renounce the world because the world is bad. That is absolutely nonsense. He renounced the world because he became so bored with it. It is not bad, neither it is good. If you are intelligent, it is boredom. If you are stupid, you can go on. Then it is a night it is a merry goran merry Then you move from one state s- sensation to another. You are round. You are interested in trivia. And you go on repeating and you are not conscious enough to see the repetition. You can't see that yesterday you were doing this, and today also, and you are imagining to do the same thing again tomorrow. You must be really an intelligent. How can intelligence avoid boredom? It is impossible. How can intelligence avoid boredom? It is impossible. Intelligence means seeing things as they are. Buddha left the world out of boredom. Utterly bored. He can always from the world. Utterly bored. He ran away from the world. And what was he doing then for six years sitting in those forests? He was getting more and more bored. What can you do, sitting in a forest? Watch your breath. Look at your navel. Day in, day out. Year in, year out. He created that boredom to its ultimate peak. And one night, it disappeared. It disappeared of its own accord. If you reach to the peak, the turn comes. It comes, and with that turn of the tide, light enters your being. You disappear. Only light remains, and with that light, with light comes. And with light comes delight. You are full of joy. You are not, but full of joy for no reason at all. Joy simply bubbles up in your being. Joy simply bubbles up in your being. The ordinary person is joyous for a reason. He has fallen in love with a new woman or a new man and he is joyous. His joy is momentary. Tomorrow he will be fed up with this woman and he will start looking for another. The ordinary man is joyous because he has got a. The ordin- ordinary man is joyous because he has got a new car. Tomorrow he will have to look for or not another car. It goes on and on, and he never sees the point of it. That always, finally, one is bored. Do whatever. Finally, you are bored. Every act brings boredom. The intelligent person see. It. The intelligent person sees it. The sooner you see it, the more intelligence you shall. Then what is left? Then only boredom is left. And one has to meditate over it. There is no way to escape from it. Then go on to it. Then go into it. See where it leads. And if you can keep going into it, it leads into enlightenment. Only man is capable of boredom and only man is capable of enlightenment. Can you say something about the drug problem? What makes people get involved in using drugs? It is nothing new. It is um, ancient as man. There has never been a time when man was not in search of escape. The most ancient book in the world is the Riveta and it is full of drug use. The name of the drug is Soma. Since those ancient times, all the religions have tried to get people not to use drugs. All the governments have been against drugs. Yet drugs have proved more powerful than government or religious religions because nobody has looked into the very psychology of the drug user man is miserable he lives in misery he lives in misery he man is miserable he lives in anxiety anguish and frustration there seems there seems to be no way out except drugs. The only way to the only way to prevent the use of drugs will be to make people joyful, happy, blissful. I'm also against drugs for the simple reason that they help you to forget your misery. For a time, they do not prepare you to fight misery and suffering. Rather, they weaken you. But the reasons of religions and governments for being against drugs and my reason for being against drugs are totally different. They want people to remain miserable and frustrated because those who are in suffering are never rebellious. They are tortured in their own beings. They are falling apart. They cannot conceive of a better society, of a better culture, of a better human being. Because of this misery, anybody can become an easy victim of the priests because they will console him. They say to him, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who suffer because they shall inherit the kingdom of God. The suffering humanity is also in the hands of the politicians. Because the suffering humanity needs some hope. The hope of a classless society. so The hope of a classless society somewhere in the future. The hope of a society where there will be no poverty, no hunger, no misery. In short, people can manage and be patient with their sufferings if they have a utopia just on the horizon. And you must note the meaning of the word utopia. It means that which never happens. It is just like the horizon. It is so close that you think you can run and meet the place where earth and the sky meet. But you can go on running your whole life and never meet the place because there is no such place. It's a hallucination. The politician lives, the politician lives, lives. The politician lives on promises. The priest lives on promises. In the last 10,000 years, nobody has delivered the goods. They, their reason for being against drugs is that drugs destroy their whole business. If people start taking opium, hashish, 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 LSD, they won't care about communism, and they won't care about what is going to happen tomorrow. They won't care about life after death. They won't care about God paradise. They will be blissful in the moment. Here my reasons are different. I'm also against drugs, not because they cut the roots of the neighborhood. They cut the roots of the religious and the politicians religions and politicians, but they destroy your inner growth toward spirituality. They prevent you from reaching the promised land. You remain hanging around the hallucinations while you are capable of reaching the real. They give you a toy. But since drugs are not going to disappear, I'd like every government, every scientist love to purify drugs, to make them healthier without any side effects, which is possible now. You can create a drug like the one Aldous Hoxley, like the one Aldous Hoxley in memory of the Rig Veda called Soma, which will be without any bad effect, which will not be addictive, which will be a joy, a happiness, a dance, a song. If we cannot make it possible for everybody to become a Kutama Buddha, It had no rights to prevent people from at least having illusory glimpse of the aesthetic state that Gautama Buddha must have had. Perhaps those small experiences will lead the person to exposure more. Sooner or later, he is going to be fed up with the drug because it will go on repeating the same scene again and again. However, beautiful a scene is, repetition makes it boring. However beautiful a scene is, repetition makes it boring. So first, purify the drug from all bad effects. Second, let people who want to enjoy enjoy, they will become bored by it, and then their only path will be to seek more method of a meditation to find the ultimate bliss. The question is basically concerned with younger people. The generation gap is the world's very latest phenomenon. It never used to exist. In the past, Children of six and seven started using their hands, their minds with their fathers in their traditional professions. By the time they were 14, they were already craftsmen, workers, they were married they had responsibilities. By the time they were 20 or 24, they had their own children. So there was never a gap between the generations. Each generation clapped. Each generation overlapped another other generation. For the first time in the history of humanity, the generation gap has, has appeared. It is of tremendous importance now for the first time after the age of 25 or 26 when you come back from the university, you have no responsibility, no children, no worries and you have the whole world before you to dream about how to better it, how to make it richer, how to create a race of genius. These are the these are the years between fourteen and twenty four, when one is a dreamer because sexuality is maturing, and with sexuality dreams are maturing. Once sexuality is replaced by the schools and colleges, so the young person's whole energy is available to dream. He becomes a communist, he becomes a socialist, he becomes a Fabian, all sorts of things. And this is the time when he starts feeling frustrated because of the way the world works. The bureaucracy, the government, the politicians, the society, the religion, it does not seem that he will be able to make his dreams a reality. He comes home from the university full of ideas, and every idea is going to be crushed by the society. Soon he forgets about the new human being and the new age. He cannot even find employment. He cannot feed himself. How can he think about a classless society where three will be no rich and no poor. How can he think about a classless society where there will be no rich and no poor? It is this moment when he turns toward drugs. They give him temporary relief, but soon he finds that he has no but soon he finds that he has to go on increasing the dose. Increase increasing the dose. And as drugs are now and as drugs are now, they are destructive to the body, to the brain. Soon he is absolutely helpless. He cannot live without drugs and with drugs there is no space in life for him. But I don't say that the younger people are responsible for it. And to punish them and put them in jail is sheer stupidity. They are not criminals, they are victims. My idea is that education should be divided into two parts, one intellectual and the other practical. From the very beginning, a child earns school, not just to learn the, these hours, but also to learn to create something, some craft, some skill. Half of the time should be given to his intellectual pursuits, and half of the time should be given to life's real necessities. That will keep the balance. Yes. Um, by the time he comes out of the university, he will not be a utopian, and he will not be in need of employment by others. He will not be in need of employment by by others. He will he will be able to create things on his own, and for students, who feels, and for students, who feel any kind of frustration from the very beginning things should be changed if they are frustrated perhaps they are not studying the right things perhaps they want to become a carpenter and you are making them a doctor they want to become a gardener and you are making them an engineer great psychological understanding will be needed so that each child is sent in the direction where he will learn something and in meditation for everybody must be compulsory so that whenever he feels frustrated or dressed or depressed he has a space within himself that he can move to and immediately get rid of all the depression and frustration. He need not turn to drugs. Meditation is the answer. But rather than doing all those things, the people who are in power go on doing idiotic things. Prohibition. Punishment. They know that for 10,000 years, we have been prohibiting, and we have not succeeded. If you prohibit alcohol, more people become alcoholics, and the dangerous kind of alcohol becomes, and the dangerous kind of alcohol becomes available. Thousands of people die by poisoning, and who is responsible? But they are punishing young people for years in jail without even understanding that if a person has taken a drug or has been addicted to a drug, he needs treatment, not punishment. He should be sent to a place where he can be taken care of, where he can be taught meditation, and slowly, slowly can be directed away from the drugs toward something better. Instead, They are forcing them into jails, years in jail. They don't value human life at all. If you give 10 years in jail to a young man man of 20, you have wasted his most precious time and without any benefit. Because in jail, every drug is more easily available than anywhere else. The inmates are highly skilled drug users who become teachers for those who are who for those who are matures after ten years of the prison will come out perfectly trained your jail your jails teach only one thing: anything you do is not wrong unless you are caught. Just don't be caught. And there are masters who can teach you how not to be caught again. So this whole thing is absolutely absurd. I'm against drugs, but in a totally different way. I think you can understand the point.